1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello, hello. Super, super excited for today. Of course, as you know, if you're tuning in on the day that this was released, it's a Tuesday, which means that I have a guest on the show and our guest happens to be uh, one that has reappeared a few different times uh, because she has been uh, such uh, has had such an impact on my life. And so Ursula, thank you for being on the show. Uh, for those of you that have heard her on the show before, you know this story, but we met at a networking event, which is one of my favorite places to meet. Uh, I guess my best besties, because it happens to like be the kind of the uh, common theme. But Ursula and I met a number of years ago. She became my coach, uh, then became my client. And now we get to have coffee dates and, and be on each other's podcasts. So thank you so much, Ursula, for being on the show. Oh my gosh, Tina. I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for having me again. I want to, I do want to hold the record. I mean, you and I are both kind of competitive, so I'd like to hold the record for guests invited back the most times. Is that possible? <laughs> Can we, we'll talk about that. Yep, for sure. You definitely are so far. Um, you know, we're into the hundreds on the episode and I think this is your third time on this show, but I've had other podcasts and you've been on all of those too. So I absolutely love that. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have Ursula back on so quickly since her last appearance is that in the, uh, in the meantime, basically since the last time from now, she released a new book and Ursula's books have impacted my life. I've read every single one of them, several of them, a couple different times. And this uh, last one I read, I would call it quote unquote, like a pool book because it could be read on a vacation at the pool. It's a, a quick read and this one for me, uh, because I know you, Ursula, from the business side uh, and the personal side, I know that this has been an area that you haven't dove into in your business books as much. You haven't dove into the personal side. I think that's why I was like so intrigued by it. Cause I was like, what else is she going to say that I don't know about her? And it felt, I felt so, so connected to you. So I love that about your book. Um, and uh, of course, I imagine a lot of other people have, because this book hit a couple of really cool records being uh, on USA Today, um, top charts, and also Amazon. And I'm sure there's probably some others that will come along here, awards or whatever. So the book is called Up Level. And tell me a little bit, like you, the, the fact that you have a pile of books, like I have so much business envy, book envy, book writing envy, because here I am like still hanging on to that first one. Maybe it's going to come out at some point in my life. Um, and here you are on, I don't even know what number book it is. So I love it. But how did this book come to life? Like, where did it start to happen? And, and now it's out. It's there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for your kind words. <laughs> I'm going to sit with you. We're going to have coffee soon. We're going to talk about your book. Cause it, it, just needs to come out. We just got to figure it out what it, what it needs, what it needs to be birthed. So we'll talk yep. about, we'll get on, we'll get on the coffee jam and I'll just, yeah, I'm going to, I'll intuit. I'll figure it out with you. So 
it's um, so up level now. It's funny because up level is not a word. So when you read the book, you'll see the disclaimer that I have recognized up level is not in the dictionary yet. I'm asking for everyone's help though. At some point, it'll be in there because here's what's funny. When I was in elementary school, we used to say ain't ain't a word and I ain't going to say it. We thought we were so savvy and so cute. <laughs> well, guess what? X amount of years later, we don't have to say how many ain't is now in the Webster dictionary. You can look nice. it up. So <laughs> holding that space that up level is going to be the it will be a word because when I, when I was talking with my publisher and editors, people were like, oh, well, it's not a word. What if you just say level up now? And I'm like, no, it just doesn't have the same impact as up level now. And if there's anything that I've done over the years, I've trusted, I've trusted the divine downloads. I've trusted the, you know, the titles that have come through. And so I'm glad, I'm glad I went with this, this title and it's spoken to a lot of people. I'm hearing from people all over the world who are reading it, who are applying it. And like I said, this, to me, these are divine downloads. They come like, you know, like your books, like it drops in. I mean, yeah. before the show, you were reading some parts of the book to me. And I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't remember writing that and <laughs> as well, because it's, I don't feel like it's written by me. Call it God, angels, like this information is meant to come through us. And what's interesting is this book took extra long to get out into the world. And I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And when I look back now, I recognize that the pandemic had to happen and we had to be coming out of the pandemic. We're at a time when people have really lost a lot of hope people are you know it's just a weird time in the world and and now more than ever this is the invitation Hmm. doesn't matter if you feel like you've missed the boat or haven't written the book yet tina or haven't started the podcast yet or haven't launched your business or haven't taken it to the next level this is your personal invitation to up level now because you're here you're hearing this message and for anyone who gets this book it's an invitation that whatever the old goals were or whatever hasn't happened yet, it's not too late. You're not too old. You're not too fill in the blank. Like some people in their thirties think they've missed the boat. It's like, come on, it's waiting for you now. And, and, you know, especially in this interesting time in the world, I think the invitation has gotten louder. Like if you don't hear the invitation of the desires in your heart, you're not listening. Yeah, and for some people who are listening to this, I know I can, you can feel this. I can feel your desires. You can feel what's speaking to you and you got to take the next step. So the whole point of the up level now is to make the domino effect work for you and create more peace, freedom, and joy in your personal and professional life, which means choose the goal, get really clear on it and knock that first domino over, which means take that first step that knocks the next one and the next one. And you're right. I included personal in here as well, which a lot of my books are business. I was raised, you know, I was born in the seventies, raised in the eighties when you weren't supposed to combine your personal and professional lives. And what I've learned is that has been so eloquently taught to me, Tina, is that we have one life, one life and it's personal and it's professional and it's all together. And gosh, darn it. I want my business girlfriends to be my best friends. I, I'm good with having a conversation where on the one hand we talk about you know, the business and how we're growing it. And in the same sentence, we're talking about our kids at, you know, baseball or hockey or wherever they might be. It's all the same. So that just gives me like totally Holy Holy spirit feeling like the whole goosebumps, like you are so right. And I've, I've, I've probably shared this plenty of times with you and on the podcast that I can't do conversations, um, that are, aren't deep in areas of either business or life. And when I have a friendship like you, where I can 
do that. I can talk on both sides super quickly. I mean, I remember you were my coach as my marriage was really, really struggling. And I remember being able to come to you and tell you, I don't know that I can talk about business today because here's what's happening in my life. And that to me, such a good sign of having (laughs) a coach that like gets you, you know, and there's no way I could have muscled through talking about hashtags or webinars or whatever in that moment. And it had to be deep. I couldn't even go surface level on personal, right? Cause it was a lot of stuff was happening in my life and you're right. We have one life. And so friendships for me, if they can't go deep pretty quickly, like they just, they don't, they don't stay, you know, they just kind of don't, they don't stay there. Cause I, I need, and it needs to be uh, also reciprocal. Like I need to have them also share that other side too. Cause like I could talk the whole time. Of course, you know this, um, <laughs> but I want, I desire to know the in-depth stuff about what people are going through good and bad. And so I, I love that you share that. So, and yeah, look, well, I want to add, so I do talk about marriage in here and the imperfections of marriage and that marriage is a journey. Tim and I have been together 25 years and I talk about the ups and downs and the challenges. And I'll say like, I have appreciated the courage that you and Preston have had to share your story publicly. I just saw a post on Instagram. I don't know if I even had a chance to click on it or say anything recently. Like I think it was yesterday about your marriage and it was just such a beautiful post because you've given per- other people permission to have imperfect marriages and to figure it out. And anyone, like anyone, tells me their marriage is perfect or that they don't have disagreements. You're either lying or one of you is on the way out. So normalizing marriage strife, I think is so important and that we talk about it. And then I think we pile on the fact that we're women business owners who were kind of like wild spirits, right. (laughs) Out doing crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, throw that into the mix. Like we're, we're not, we don't live conventional lives. You know, I were talking about yeah. that before. We don't, like, we don't fill conventional roles and there's nothing wrong with the traditional role. Like I have girlfriends who they knew they were going to be, their, their job was to be stay at home mom. And that is a job that should be paid a million dollars plus a year. It's the hardest <laughs> job on the planet. I couldn't, hats off. I couldn't do it. So like that, like you got to choose that, that piece. As business owners, we're not home as much though. It brings a lot of other challenges. I just came off of traveling for two weeks again and it's a, it's a lot. And so there's a lot of pieces that you have to navigate. So that's why I added all the, like the personal stuff in too, because the struggle can be real, mm-hmm. you know, without some of the struggle, we don't find the light. We don't find the good things. We don't get to create something better or have an up level. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that even like the word create, like I, I was just telling the kids yesterday, I was like, you get to create every one of your days. And I know that you have some restriction because of course you have parents and you know, like we're not going to go to the water park every day. Right. <laughs> it was like, you get to choose how you wake up in the morning. Like you get to choose a lot of times what we learn, you know, if they have some like, Hey mom, can we learn a little bit about this? It's like, yeah, let's go down that like rabbit hole of topic. And, and I want them to see that now yes, because when I was their age, I, that was like no chance of that was, it just wasn't there. And even at 10, 11, um, even my oldest at 14, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I, when I got older and not that you have to, uh, but the ideas that my kids are sparked with that they want to do are so much bigger. And so I know that it's because of the conversations that we're having, right? Like you get to create your own life. Like you get to create this, you get to decide. And I think as even 
as a 40 year old woman myself, like, I think, am I actually even taking in like my own advice on that, (laughs) you know, like, oh, wow, Tina, like you get to decide, you get to create, you get to do. And one of the things just kind of like just flows right in a little bit to a few of the things that I had highlighted in, in your book. I mean, I literally highlighted uh, such a pile of, of things, um, over the la- over while I was reading this book. Um, but I, I really wanted to focus on a few of these is one is, um, what you want wants you and look like you get to create, right. It just goes so hand in hand with that same topic, like what you want wants you. So like my kids desiring like, Oh, to play outside all day long, long, long. like, cool. Like you want to do that. Like that wants you too. like that, that yes. will be like your best life. Right. And so I know also God like knows the desires of our heart. Like we should share them. We should write them down. He, he knows what we desire. And as we like bring that to him, like I look at that in that kind of that same connection, right? What yeah. you want wants you and, and God desires for you to have those, those things as well. So I, this, that one hit me. I I really want to jump in on that. First of all, I think the first time I ever heard that I've heard that from multiple people. So I'm not like, it's not, that's not my saying. I think Mm -hmm. Jack Canfield, I think he said it. I've just heard other coaches say it. And people said like your heart's desire wants you like just that whole idea. Well, and then I was reading another book, the idea that um, the word desire means exactly what you're saying. It's of the sire of God. So meaning that your desires are of the side, like they're, they're holy. They're, you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are or your religious beliefs, like they're, I believe desires come from God. Like they're in, they're placed in your heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you shut them down and you don't listen to them, or you have a belief that it's not possible for you, that can cause a lot of suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like, we're in a time in the world where there's a lot of depression and anxiety and sadness because we we might not believe that what we desire is still possible or that what we desire wants me to. And it does. And yeah. I, I'm glad we're talking about that. Cause I think that just that saying, saying that out loud and knowing it's of desire of the sire comes from God can really set us free to just accept that that's why it's there. It wants you. Yeah, totally. I love it. It just like that statement. I feel like my whole wall in my office could like have every little saying and quote and affirmation, because I feel like that one's a really big one. Um, another thing that I just, you know, underlined and, and, you know, it's one of those obvious things, but also the daily reminder is important. Stop forcing things and, and allow them to happen. And man, if ever there was a time that I felt like I was forcing things, right. It's when I'm going for a really big goal and you know, I'm at that end of the month, especially for within network marketing, right? Like we have a month to like solidify, I would say not hit, but you know, like solidify a goal. Right. And so when the month turns over to the new month, you, you start over in some ways. And so it doesn't, you don't get to like have this rolling time right at the end on April 30th, this last month, I, you know, if I didn't hit the goal, it's, it's not happening. It, it starts over. Right. So again, it can be gradual, but on those last few days of the month, it's crazy. Like how much can happen, but yeah. also how much I want to force stuff. And I, 
I have to know, of course, like there's factors in there, like goal setting and like working your goal backwards and, you know, figuring out the steps that you need to take to get to that next level. Like I couldn't just today be like, oh, in May, I want to be the top rank of the company. Like that takes years, you know, to like gradually grow that, you know, and kind of build that back. But man, it's so easy to want to force it to happen. Like I'm going to actually hit the next one by, you know, November, you know, 30th of this next year, that's going to be the time. And it's like, what if I just allow it? Like, what if I just allow it to happen, putting in the action, putting in the steps to get there, uh, but not like forcing it and, you know, white knuckling the idea of like, Oh, getting there. So, yeah. Well, I want to add a couple of things. One, you already practiced this really well, which is, you know, writing your goals down, like with little check boxes in front of it. So it's like the mm-hmm. check boxes will say, <clears throat> excuse me to the goal. I'm going to check you off. Second, one of my favorite questions that one of my coaches gave to me is when, like, when you look at this goal to ask the question, what would make it inevitable? So in network marketing, right? Like you have certain, like you have very clear goals in sales. I would say, how, how would we, how would we kind of overshoot (laughs) so that, so like, if we want 10,000, let's go for 20. So 10,000 becomes kind of a no brainer and, and inevitable. And also that it feels even smaller. So a fun exercise to do is, you know, if you want to hit, I'm just playing like 10,000 a month, play, make a map for 30,000 a month, just really make it bigger, 40,000 a month. And, and then work backwards, like Tina said, and see like, what would it take to get there? Because then when you go back to 10,000, you're like, oh, that's nothing. Like I can totally do that. And it, and underneath that, ask the question, what would make it, what would make it almost inevitable that I get there? So then it's not like, you know, activity wise, like you're doing all the right things. You've created this bigger net. And then it, it doesn't have that same forced energy. It's like, oh, I've just got a bigger, I've got a wider net. And to remind yourself that somebody else has already done it. Somebody in your company already has done it. There's energetically, you can align with them and, you know, you can talk to them. Widen the net. Mm-hmm. Is that helpful? That, I, yeah, I love that. I mean, just recently I, I had reached out to someone that has had a ton of success within doTERRA. And I just said to him, I love his energy. I, I love that he's a dude in network marketing, especially yeah. doTERRA. And I, I could see that we would align with some things. And so I reached out to him and I was like, I give me all, like, can I jump on a call with you? And as I shared this with a, uh, a few of my leaders, they were like, oh, how do you schedule that? How do you schedule a call with him? And I was like, you ask him. Like, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that there would be like a procedure or a, like have to pay him or like, you know, it was just like, I just sent him a message, said, I loved his talk at their last event and said, would he, um, you know, would he take some time and, and, you know, take a look at my organization? And he was like, absolutely. That day jumped on a call with me. So just like ask, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of times we put like all these like parameters in places. That's just like, ah, yeah. So I love that. Uh, the next thing was the confidence to claim what is yours. Now confidence, of course, is my jam, my topic, what my book will be about at some point. And I think this is what holds a lot of people back in, in business is they don't actually have the confidence to believe they can get to whatever spot. And I think one of the main reasons is, is comparison because they've been comparing either if they're part of my organization, they're comparing themselves to me, you know, if they're 
you know, a part of another, they're comparing their upline or someone else that's done it before them. And they're like, well, I don't have what she has. And therefore I don't know that this is for me. Like I, I can't claim this because I'm not X, Y, or Z. Right. And they talk themselves out of it instead of looking for maybe an example where like, oh, whoa, they're like me or, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. That, that was my thing in doTERRA. I went to our, um, and this is just me being completely honest that I was being 100% judgmental as I was walking, watching people walk across the stage as the rank of diamond. I'm like, dang, that chick can do it. Like I got this, wow. like, and rude as rude can be. I'm completely owning that. But it, it is what inspired me to be like, she looks like me. That's totally my life. We got the same thing going on or what? Like they, they did it. I can do it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. confidence to claim what is yours. Huge, huge. Yeah. And the, so, so what you just brought up too is, which I think is really important is the, the idea that sometimes sometimes we have to grab onto somebody else's belief or someone mm-hmm. who's already done it or have someone like, so two things that you did, right. You saw an example of someone else who you could really relate to. And you're like, Holy cow, they did it. So I know I can. So you strengthened the belief. It gave you more confidence that you could. And then you found a leader who's ahead of you. And you were like, Hey, let's jump on a call. Look at my business again, building confidence. Cause I'm sure he was like, here, move this, do this. If you did a few more things over here, blah, 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 then you'll do that. Right. So you took on that belief. And again, it strengthened it. Now, I also know that we don't always feel confident. I mean, I've shared a lot of my stories about my, (laughs) people think it's made up, my glossophobia, like had a deep fear of public speaking. And I didn't have confidence a lot of times when I stepped on a stage. I do now, I didn't in the past, right? And so there were times I had to, I had to shift the focus. Like another way, if you don't, if you feel like you don't have the confidence right now, that's okay. One way to channel or bring the confidence through is to stop focusing on yourself. So one time I was about to get on stage and I was so nervous. And my, one of my coaches was like, okay, look, you can be nervous or you can choose to remember that this isn't about you. And Tina, you've heard me say this. This is about the people you're here to serve. Yeah. So be confident in them. Be confident in what they can do. Be confident that you can make a difference for them. And sometimes that's how I have to pull my confidence through is not by focusing on myself. So there's that. Another yeah. super piece of wisdom and we both know her, Abby Walker. She's been on my podcast and she's so uh, awesome. Yeah. Abby Walker, Vivian Liu. She once said, and I believe she quoted, she said this in her book too. She said, I don't always have confidence, but I always have courage. And mm-hmm. I just thought, is that brilliant or what? Right? Like that is just, that's the truth. There are times when you might not have like you might have a big goal and maybe you don't have complete confidence and you've done all the things we talk about. That's when you have to step into courage and keep going. Like no matter what you have to just say, I'm, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to be courageous because on the other side of that courage, that courage is the confidence that I want. Because yeah. once you've done it, then you have the confidence. So sometimes yeah. it's courage first. It takes that, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I have a couple of podcasts, actually episodes on belief because it is it's so big. The, the idea of, uh, you said, you know, kind of, you know, leaning on someone else's belief. I have a podcast episode, uh, number 65, that said, do you need to borrow some belief? And it's, it's truly all about that. Like if, and as a leader, which is a topic I've been discussing a lot on leadership is as a leader, we need to help people see 
that vision because a lot of times they don't have the belief. We need to like hang that story up there to say like, Hey, I, I believe this for you. I see this in your future. And as I look back on my story, I did it kind of unintentionally a bit. One of my top leaders who actually has been on the podcast, who's been on your podcast has been one of your clients, Amanda Wall, Jasper Tate. When I came to her and told her, this is what you need to do. You have to do doTERRA. She owned a brick and mortar store, still does, and sold essential oils uh, there, not doTERRA. And I'm like, this is your ticket. And what I shared with her is your husband is going to want to retire before you. And this is your ticket. You can do it wherever you want. You don't have to have be tied to a brick and mortar. And she saw the vision and she said, yes. And it was like, she didn't have the belief in that. She actually had a really negative story around network marketing, um, had been pitched on it all the time, owning a brick and mortar store and uh, was raised by, you know, some family had done network marketing and she just didn't like it. Yeah. And think of that, like, think of all the things that she had reasons why in her mind already that she was like, I am not going to do this business, right? Like I won't have this product in my store. I won't do this, you know, and, and now she's, you know, uh, the same level in the company as me as tons of leaders, tons of people in her organization. And she had to borrow that belief from me. There's no way she would have got there. Otherwise she wasn't going to be like knocking on my door. Like, Hey, Dina really want to join your doTERRA team. Uh, nope. She thought I was crazy. Like, and I kind of (laughs) was, but she really thought I was crazy. And then another episode that I have is what is your belief? Um, episode 95. So I'll put links to both of those in there because I, I do think, obviously, if I have a few podcasts on it, um, yes. it's a, important. So yeah, I wrote a whole book about it, right? Like the belief zone and pointing at it. I mean, yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's a, a piece that gets overlooked and without it, like you're stuck in the water without the belief that you can have your heart's desire, it's not going to happen. And again, you can borrow someone else's belief. You can go through a belief change. Like there's so much work you can do on the belief. So that's great. Yes, definitely have the links in there because I think people need that support right now. Yep, absolutely. And this leads right into my next highlight in your book uh, that I know I am not alone in this because I've had conversation after conversation with leaders within my own team, people within other companies, in their own company, that I think a lot of us are in this space where we're actually having to set a goal that we've already hit, uh, but because of the last couple of years in our world, we may be plateaued or even business went down. And so what happens? Like, I mean, I feel like mindset wise, that was just like messes with you to have to set the same goal because- yeah you went backwards. And in my world, it never happened to me. It's like literally never happened to me until now. And so in tenacious didn't have that problem. Like it was like, Oh, another new month. Like I remember one of my girlfriends was like, Tina, I feel like you announce your best month every month. And I was like, yeah. cause we're growing. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't had that same thing. Uh, 2020 was the best year I've ever had in my business. 2021 uh, basically kind of went down to where I was in 2019 and now 2022 is, is, is looking like it's going to be better, um, than last year. Uh, we don't know. Right. I, I, a part of it is like, I used to have the confidence that I was like, I know 
what's going to happen. And there's so much like unpredictability right now, I feel. And so I don't know. I'd love to hear what you'd say about that. Like when you have to reach for the same freaking goal again, like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, where does my goal be? I think that's a really, that's a powerful question. And I mean, 2020 was definitely an anomaly, right? (laughs) And so a lot of businesses, especially, I mean, businesses that like doTERRA did explode, like a lot of things. So, so part of it is to look at what I'm measuring it against. I'm, you're kind of measuring it against what I think was an anomaly. Right. And then, and so, so it's like, let's not beat ourselves up. Let's just measure and see what's there. Second, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. And Tina, you used to do, I mean, we did revenue modeling together all the time. I don't know if you do all those same things in doTERRA. I would expand the revenue model and make sure it's written down on paper there's just something about it getting like, once you put it into a revenue model, it's in your subconscious mind. There's just something about that. That's really powerful. And we had a client who God bless her had gotten to her two X for her it was 20,000 a month and then just stagnated there. And she's like, Oh my gosh. Like, and so I was, I, I was tuning in. I'm like, what is this? And then it hit me. I said, pull up your revenue model. So she, she had her revenue model at like her two X was 20,000. And then the rest of the year it was flat. They just hadn't caught it. We hadn't caught it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how did I not say this? So if you want to keep growing the business, like let's show it at 22,000 and then 25,000 and, you know, continue. So one, I would say definitely no matter what business you're at revenue model it out. So you see the expansion over time and then it's powerful because it's in your, your subconscious mind. It also goes back to the old exercise. And I don't know who taught this originally, but it's like blowing up the goal so big that what you do want next just seems ridiculously small, right? So if you want, if you want 20,000 a month, play with a hundred thousand a month, if you want a hundred thousand a month, play with 500,000 a month, or in our business, in our world, we'll have clients build revenue models around something that seems super ridiculous, not to beat yourself up, but to make the other goal subconsciously just seem so much smaller and so doable. I love that. Um, I feel like I went through quite a bit of that when I was coaching with you. And the very first time that I coached with you, I remember, um, I remember so vividly that I, I wrote down on my sheet that we were currently at $17,000 a month. And I mean, I honestly had no business having as many employees as I did or anything like that when I had only that revenue. But I remember part of your exercise was like, Hey, let's, what would like, what if we doubled that? And I was like, what? That's just ridiculous. Like 17,000 is a lot. Like if I was like playing with 5,000 and I had to get to 10, that's different. And then in a very short period of time, actually, I think it was about 90 days. We tripled yeah, and more than tripled. So I had you know, about 55, 56, 54, something like that thousand in a month. And it was like, <laughs> that was insane. Like I just, and then in my mind, I was like, you know, I had the 83,333 because then that means that I'll be a million dollar company. And I had that in my head and I was like, oh, that can't happen. Like 54,000 was crazy. Right. And then it happened. And a lot of it was that like, let's, let's go wild. Like, let's just try to double it, you know? And so as I, as I say it out loud to you, um, I would say that's probably a block for me because it's like, oh, well to double 
in network marketing, it just feels like it's not as achievable to me. Well, it's because I haven't played around. Like, well, what could it actually take? Like, what, yeah. what would it take, you know, to double or to triple my yes. income and not like a rank, right? So here's, okay, you probably, maybe you remember this from sales camp, maybe you don't. So we're going old school. So once, so I would, I would write that the big goal, the one that you want, the one that gets you to the top, right? And then ask the, write the question down. What's the fastest and easiest way to get there? Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then stretch yourself to come up with 50 or more ideas. And they've done studies on this. Brian Tracy used to do this all the time. People have actually studied this. When you can make yourself come up with 50 ideas, you will find gold. Like the way will be on there. You'll find gold in that list. And it might take some time. You might have to go to a coffee shop. You might keep, it might take you a week to come up with 50 ideas. Don't stop. And then highlight your top 10 and then highlight your top five. And I guarantee you there's going to be gold in that list. But again, for you, Tina, for everyone listening, I want you to work, start working on the, the, the big goal, like being top in the company, what does that look like? Because then it's going to feel like what you're working on now is like, oh my gosh, I've totally got this. I totally, like, I see the, to use your words, I've totally got this. I see the way. Yeah. That feels so good. And yes, of course, I remember everything from sales camp. I think I went through it like six times. times. (laughs) (laughs) And I, this is, this is like a little bit of my hoarding tendencies, but I have every packet from every camp that I went to. I hear that so often. And so people go back and yeah. Yeah, I reference it all the time. Actually, someone just reached out to me and they're like, Hey, do you have a sales camp? And I want to know what you wrote down on. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like that's crazy. But I, yes, I do have it all in the same binder. So love that. Um, a couple just little, little, or this is not a little thing. I don't know why I said a little thing, but maybe it won't be as long as a conversation. (laughs) You had a stat in your book that I highlighted because it made me angry. And, um, and this is something that I have, I believe from the very beginning of me starting a business, I knew that I knew that this was a thing in some capacity and I didn't want to believe it, but I feel like I have been working with women in business with the goal of helping them actually make money since the beginning, because it has been something that's kind of angered me. And the stat was 3% of women business owners make over a million dollars. And your statement in here was when men do it every single day. And it was like, you know, like just shot to the heart. Right. And I think there is one factor And that if we just kind of took that, you know, completely kind of out of context, right? There is one factor that I do believe that it may not be as strong of a desire for women to do something that's financial gain. They want to do something that's a give gain. Now, I know that's not everybody, but I do feel like innately women desire that a little bit more than men do, where, uh, I feel like men can grind it out within a job that maybe they just don't care about quite as much. I hear this and I don't know if it's just something that we've like put in our minds, Mm. uh, but I do, I, I connect a bit more with the, like, I connect a little bit more with the financial side of it, where I feel like a lot of my women connectors, friendships, maybe, maybe fall on that. So that's the only factor that I would say that maybe differentiates a little bit. So I'm curious about that. I'm so Mm -hmm. curious about that because 
I just, I wonder where the roots are. Because if you ask someone who would say they're in that camp, if you could have both, would you say yes? If you could have both a seven figure business and the give part, would you turn it down or would you say yes to that? Yeah, that's so true. And, and I also would say, maybe, is it an excuse? A lot of times, and I get, I, well, I hear that a lot. Like, I just want to give back. I want to make an impact. Well, here's the truth. It's really hard to make an impact when you're poor. It's really hard to make an impact when you just have enough money to do what you want, but you can't send your kids to the private school or you can't homeschool because of whatever, or you can't whatever, fill in the blank. To me, that's, that's costly. That's expensive. And we have so many limiting beliefs in our country about money, by the way, sneak peek. That's what my next book is about. We're going there. It's going to be all about money because it, it ties to everything and it ties to women's desires and saying they can or can't have something. And so I want to blow the myths and the holes through all of that because it's such BS and let's face it. When you don't have money, you don't have power. Hmm. And that there's been a history of that in our country. And I'm not, it doesn't mean that here's the truth. You can have a multi seven, eight, whatever figure billion dollar, trillion dollar business. And, and there's an, and still be a mom, still be a wife, still be a sister, still be a school board member, which is on my checklist right now. Still do all the, all the things that you want to do. And, you know, it's funny. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with Oprah. Oprah, <laughs> that's okay <laughs> to the effect of you can have it all just not at the same time. I don't agree with that. Hmm. I think you can have your all right now, whatever your all is for you. And again, it doesn't like, if your all is in seven figures, that's fine. But why, like, no, why not? No, why, why, what that, like, what does that mean for you? Or what's your belief about it? Like at least explore it and see what's, see what's there. Because yeah. I really believe if someone handed you a seven figure business, you wouldn't say, oh, no, thanks. I don't really want that. You'd be like, <laughs> Let me make a bigger impact. Let me, instead of volunteering for 70 hours a week, let me write a big old fat check to my church or to the nonprofit that I love. Because as women, we tend to volunteer, which is awesome. I won an award from two presidents for my volunteer work. And I love that. And you know what I love doing now? I love writing checks to organizations. So yeah, I'll get off my podium, but that's- I love it. That's a great podium. I love it. (laughs) And you know, when you said that, that- you, you can have more, you can do all the things. Um, I guess without putting like a guilt on, I will, I'm true Testament to that. Like I make more money now. And this morning I played a card game with my kids and then I homeschooled them. And then now here I am on this podcast right after we get done, my son is waiting to go on our monthly date for sushi and boba tea. And so Tina five years ago was making less money um, and was not in her kids' lives like she is now. And so this version of Tina, I like her way better and I'm making way more money. And I do believe that statement is like, yeah, we can have it. We can do all, we can make a lot of money and we can also have a really, really fantastic life. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Um, the last thing that I wanted to dig into is about who you're attracting and that at different levels in our businesses, we attract different people. And 
I know, um, I would say, I kind of retract a little bit of what I just said. It's not only levels of the business you're in or how much time you've been in that. It really stretches like time, right? Like I would say that I um, was able to jump pretty quickly into doTERRA and, and climb the ranks pretty fast is because of my network that I had prior to doTERRA, right? So kind of go back into, you know, the beginning of time of my, of my business career is I was able to attract people pretty much right out of the gate that were at a higher, higher level as far as business mindset, um, and, and, and so on. So I'd love to dive into that just a tiny bit before we call it quits for the day. Oh my gosh. So much to say about this. So my favorite book of 2020 was, um, who not how by Dan Sullivan. Mm. And it was, you know, it just reminded me that whenever I'm going to how, like, how do I do this? I need to ask who instead. And now I ask who in terms of like, who at the highest level, like who, like who is doing this? Who's the baddest and the best in the, you know, like, who can I learn from? Who should I be aligned with? I was at a conference two weeks ago in Texas um, the Connect 2022, which is an awesome conference. And there was a gentleman on stage um, who was talking about the power of aligning with excellence. And that has really stuck in my head because it's not just the who, but like, what if you will, like aligning with excellence gives you an instant up level. Hmm. It's you take out, it's like the gentleman you were talking about before, like you, someone who's at whatever you think perceive as that next level in business could quickly just answer the questions and show you the way and see. And so often who, you know, who we might be attracting might be based on our limiting beliefs rather than our desires. And it's important to differentiate. Like if someone shows up in my world, I'm like, oh, is that because of my doubt? And then when someone else shows up in my world, I'm like, oh, that's because of my desire. Uh, And, And it's very different. And I don't know, we haven't talked a whole lot about, you and I haven't, I don't know how much you know about, you know, human design. Have you studied that? Okay, yep. so you're manifesting generator. Are you manifesting generator? That's who I am. Yeah, yep, of course. So here's what's hilarious, Tina, and you can laugh out loud about this because I've lived my life as a manifesting generator, which I am not. I am a projector. Okay. Which was like a bomb going off for me. And of course, I'm married to a manifesting genera- generator, which is amazing. I have two generators. Rebecca Hall's a generator. Trisha Gardner's a generator. Like I'm surrounded by generators, manifesting generators, which is critical for projectors. Like we have to have that. It is even more important for me to be aligned with generators and manifesting generators to create what I want. And it was a big aha moment because if you live your life as a manifesting generator and you're a projector, by the way, if people are wondering what this is, there's so many, you can go on. Google human design free, you know, chart and you can get it. So realizing this though, it's even more important for me to align with excellence to up-level faster. And now I have to be invited. That's the whole thing about a projector. So I took, like, I pay attention. Tina invites me to our podcast. This is where I I go, where I'm called. And since the book launched, I'm not going to share a lot about it yet, but there's, there's two amazing things that have shown up and they're stretch they're definitely an up level. One of them is an incredible invitation and it's sitting in my inbox right now. And I know, I know it's a, it's a, (laughs) it's a huge invitation to up level and I've been invited. So I know it's an alignment. Like I'm going to align with this excellence for that next piece. And so I share this because, you know, we, we can get stuck in the desires and what we're being called to and like what's next. 
but pay attention to what's showing up, pay attention to where you're being called, pay attention to the who's that are, that you can align with very quickly to make that quantum leap. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I am so glad that I'm aligned with you. I'm so glad that the stars aligned and we were in the same room so many years ago. And I just kept saying yes. And we kept saying yes. And here we are. So, okay. Well, it's certain that you'll be back on the podcast. This was like one of my very favorites. I feel I took a whole page of notes. Like I do every time I talk to you. I absolutely love that. So there are several ways people I know can get connected with you. Of course they can go on to Amazon and get up level now, um, where else and what else do you have that people need to grab up? Yeah. The quick one is just to go to our website, go to the homepage, ursulainc.co, not.com.co.company. And on the homepage, we have quantum revenue expansion, the masterclass, which ties really nicely with the podcast. It's three parts. One, we nail down your quantum revenue container so whether you're in network marketing or a different business, doesn't matter. This still applies to you. And then second, we dive into your marketing. Like what else needs to up-level with you? Like what needs to be different? And then third, we talk about how to collapse time and get there even faster. So it's about three hours of content for free. Um, anyone who's taken the class has reported that they've had quantum leaps and big shifts in their thinking just from, from doing that. So that's there. And then I hang out on um, Instagram Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, thanks to Tina, all the places. And thanks to <laughs> Tina. Also, I do have a podcast, which is still going. It's more from W sales um, focus to quantum revenue expansion. We're on all the channels. So come and hang out with us there. Tina's been a guest many times. So thank you. Thank you, Tina. And by the way, this is what I was going to say for anyone who's in network marketing. Like if I were going to make the jump, I would want to align with you or Amanda or your teams together. I don't even know how you guys do all the work together, but I would, that would be a quantum leap for someone who yeah. wants to get to the next level really fast. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And thank you so much again for being on. I hope you guys will go grab up that masterclass. It sounds fabulous. And also the book, it is a highlighting. I was mad. I had the Kindle version and not the physical version. I forgot um, something. You might not know this, or you've seen it in the book, but if you go to up level now journal, you oh, can yes. get the free journal and you can take all the notes you want. So you don't feel bad about writing in your book if you care. So true. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everyone. I would absolutely love if we could carry on the conversation. My favorite spot to do that is actually Instagram. If you go over there, click a little follow button, send me a message and let me know what you thought of the podcast and let everybody else know by leaving a review. You can leave one on Spotify now and also on iTunes. So have a great day and we'll see you back here. Thursday.